You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemby here with Howard Bender bringing you the Week 11 Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast. Uh, Howard, season's quickly flying by. You have the watch list out already. Uh, how you feeling about your early research for this week? Feel really good about the early research. You know, I mean, the important thing is to put week 10 in the past. I mean, there was a lot of bad stuff that went down in DFS on for week 10. And, you know, it happened to a lot of people. And you saw that reflected in the pay lines uh, being as low as they were uh, all over the place. And some of the randos who really showed up in the uh, in the box score. So, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to make sure that I uh, that I, I looked deep into, see some of the trends that we're looking at. And then just kind of figure it out, man. See who's uh, who's who's going to be in the best spot uh, for us to kind of smash. I've got a favorite stack, obviously. Uh, I've been talking about it for the last couple of days. Everybody seems to be uh, off of it, which, got to be honest with you, John, makes me love it even more. I was going to say, I love that low ownership. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, we talk about it all the time. You know, when chalk hits, pay lines are crazy high. When chalk doesn't find the end zone, Pay lines are low. That's what happened last week. So, uh, you know, your cash lineup still cash. You know, GPP lineups, again, had some better days. Um, you know, but that's what happens, like you said, when, you know, the the inconsistent scoring, um, you know, comes through. And, and, you know, you just move on to the next day, uh, like you said. So let's go ahead. Let's take a look at this week here. Uh, we'll start off, per usual, at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, it, the pricing-wise at the quarterback position isn't as high as I feel like we've seen you know, because we have guys like the Thursday night game where Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are, uh, you know, already had already played. And then you look at the primetime game. So the top tier quarterbacks, uh, for the most part, aren't on this slate. So, you know, how are you feeling about, you know, the, I guess the top quarter of the position? You know, you have Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert and big Ben Roethlisberger are your top four price quarterbacks on this drafting slate. Um, you know, I gotta be honest with you, man. I feel really good about all of them. I think, uh, you know, I'll just kind of start off Lamar Jackson. Uh, the fact that he's 7,300 really kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder what the hell is he doing that high up when he hasn't been delivering like, you know, he's supposed to, or what you're expecting from him. Uh, and you know, here he is the, the top price guy on the slate. I gotta tell you, man, I've, I've really just gone into this game and listen i get what all the struggles that we've seen with baltimore uh i've you know i'm i'm fine i got that at some point they're going to straighten things out and if you look at, at the uh at the teams that they've played recently i mean the defenses have been fantastic they've been you know rock solid top rated defenses and and then belichick uh, is I'll check in a monsoon. I think I think Bill did the rain dance before that game, right? I mean, so so you know, so you so you look at that, and then you look at what Tennessee's defense is all about. They've been giving up a ton of stuff, uh, you know, a lot through the air. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about the ground game because the secondary is so bad. If Lamar Jackson gets it together here, like I I genuinely believe that this is the game that Baltimore comes back. Uh, and really just kind of beats him up. And for that, I love Lamar Jackson as a GPP play. I'll never use him in cash. No, 
Um, out of this crew here, you know, Justin Herbert's probably the cash QB uh, yeah. who I like the most. I mean, it's the Jets are terrible, but the bottom line is, is that when you're, you know, if there's one thing the Jets are capable of doing, then uh, that that's kind of, you know, stifling the run a little bit. And so, you know, I'll, I'll look at Herbert to just kind of carve up that defense in a uh, in a major way uh, as uh, as my cash guy. That's who I like the most. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, and, you know, you've, you know, talked to me about Lamar this week and, and I've just been so gun shy uh, with Jackson on the season because, you know, like you said, there there's an expectation for him to be the quarterback that he was last year where he was, you know, 100 yard rushing games seemingly every week and he's throwing touchdowns all over the place, you know, but he only has four games this season of over 20 fantasy points. So it's just like, it's a huge risk when you're paying up like that at that position. Um, but that's why he's a GPP play, you know, like we're not suggesting him for cash games for that reason. So that's fine. I like the Herbert call uh, going up against, uh, you know, the Jets there. I-, I wonder how contrarian Aaron Rodgers is going to be this week. You know, they're going up against that indie defense uh, that has, you know, been the best in the league at you know, pretty much all areas of the game, stopping the pass, stopping the run. Um you know, but for me, you know, you, I look at their schedule and I haven't seen them face uh, an offense like this, you know, yet. You, you look again and, and go down the list for who the Colts have gone up against. Uh, and, and you're talking about uh, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Jets, the Bears, the Browns, the Bengals, the Lions, the Ravens, the Titans. And, you know, they lost to the Ravens 24-10. Lamar had a rushing touchdown on that one, didn't really beat them with their arm. Um but like those quarterbacks and those offenses that I just rattled off to you, you know, they don't, they're not anywhere near the level of an uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. And they're getting Alan Lazard back. And we've seen MVS start playing really well. And Jamal Williams is even being a productive back when they need him in there. So this is going to be the first real test in my opinion for, uh, you know, the Colts to really, you know, prove that they're a legitimate uh, team here. And I wonder if people would stay off Rodgers because of, you know, the success that they've had. So I kind of like Rodgers as maybe a contrarian uh, a play this week at the position. Sure. Why not? Why not? I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Jackson. You can have Rodgers. Uh, I'll meet you at the goal line first and second place. How about that? It sounds good to me. Uh, let's move down to the mid-tier here at the quarterback position. Um, what's your take on, on Cam Newton against Houston now? Uh, the Patriots offense has really been, you know, run heavy. Newton had a rushing touchdown, uh, you know, last week uh, against Baltimore. He's got four rushing touchdowns over the last three weeks. Um, you know, is he somebody that you're looking into playing against Houston, knowing that he's, you know, his production's really heavy on the run? Um, yeah, I actually, I like him for cash games. I think that, you know, it helps that he runs the, you know, he likes running the ball in, you know, I mean, they're going to, I feel like they, they are, they should, you know, kind of beat up with Damian Harris a little bit. Uh, and Cam gets that, that work and, you know, what Houston secondary is not that great either. And with what the connection that we've seen between Cam and Jacoby Myers, that's actually turned out fairly nicely. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, to me, he's like he's like a, a decent mid-tier pay down. Like if you don't want to go all the way down like bottom of the barrel, then you know you you lock it down with uh with with Cam Newton for like a, a mid-tier price there. I, I think that he's got the potential of at least just giving you a good enough floor 
to to enable you to get more high-priced players in at other positions. What do you think about Matt Ryan? They're coming off a bye against the Saints. Uh, Calvin Ridley uh, has been limited in practice by, uh, in this week, but apparently that's been by design um, to sort of you know ease him back into a workload. So it's looking likely that he's going to return to the lineup this week. Um, you know, does Matty Ice interest you at all in GBPs this week? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely take a look at it. You know, that game will be a, a, an interesting game. I think, uh, you know, some people would want to try and, uh, and and stack that. You know, they've they've seen each other a, a bunch of times. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is going to be, you know, if Camara and this foot issue is a problem and they have to pass more because, I mean, you know, yeah, they've got Latavius Murray, but I mean, Atlanta's not terrible against the run. So uh, if that's the case and New Orleans doesn't have the ground game, then we might actually see Jameis Winston sling the rock a little bit more, which could turn this game into a little bit of a shootout. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, Julio versus, uh, you know, Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore, I- I'll take Julio every time. Yeah, Julio's had good success there. Uh, you mentioned Jameis Winston. Obviously, we expect him to be the starter. Uh, Sean Payton has been, uh, you know, coy about who he's going to start. If it's him or Taysom Hill, uh, I feel like people would riot if he goes ahead and starts Taysom Hill. Uh, but Winston, <laughs> at, least, 15... at least fantasy owners on uh, playing on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, fantasy owners playing on ESPN that don't own the tight end eligible Taysom Hill uh, would riot for sure. Uh, do you have interest in Winston here at fifty nine hundred? I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you you kind of you kind of have to think. I mean, Atlanta's pass defense is as bad as it is. So, you know, why why wouldn't you take a look at Winston and stack him up with? You know, you, you could actually uh, stack him up with like Michael Thomas and uh, and Jared Cook, uh, or to pay down. You know, kind of a sneaky play I thought was um, was Deontay Harris because the two of them, him and and Jameis work together on the twos all the time. So there is a little bit of a, a connection that I'm sure that we, we might see there in that game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Winston's an interesting uh, price point for sure, given the matchup here. Um, anybody below, uh, you know, Winston in this low to mid 5k range um, that, you know, maybe has made your watch list so far this week. Um, trying to think. No, no, not really. I mean, could you, you know, could you end up going like Andy Dalton, maybe? Where, where is Dalton's price? Can I find fifty three hundred? Fifty three hundred. So you know, there he is. Hey, Andy. I mean, because you know, when you when you think about it that way, I mean, Minnesota's defense. I mean, is it really? Is it that good? And I know Andy looked terrible when you know when when he played. But I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay down for a, a low owned GPP stack, you know, I mean, against a, a, a tomato can defense like Minnesota, you know, all of a sudden it, it becomes a an interest. If you know, if if you're gonna throw in max lineups, if you're a max lineup person, you know, you could take like a small percentage of what your lineups are. If you're doing 150 lineups, maybe you have 10 that has, or, you know, or five that has that Dallas stack. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. If you look at the one game, at least where uh, Dalton had started, you know, while he himself wasn't exactly spectacular, you know, he did throw the ball a ton. Um, you know, he had the yardage, um, you know, 54 times, 266 yards, and just turned the ball over um, against, 
uh, Arizona in that one, which you know didn't help out. But yeah, the weapons are there, so I, I don't mind it. Uh, same price point. I think Alex Smith is also a guy to worth throwing in. I don't think Washington's ever going to throw out, blow away a team. Uh, and in the competitive games that they've played the last two weeks, um, you know, over 300 yards in both of them, 17 and 19 fantasy points. Sure, you know, not blowing you out of the water, but for $5,300, you know, the spend down and a good matchup is there against Cincinnati. So yeah. um, I think both of those guys are good options. At the running back position, we know no McCaffrey. We're questionable about Macara, uh, Camara, Camara at $9,200. So that leaves Dalvin as the healthiest top price play at 9 k You have Henry at $8,000. Um, you got a favorite of the top tier here? I mean, it's got to be Dalvin. Dalvin running up against the... Uh... What you call it? against against Dallas that that horrifying horrifying uh, defense. I mean, to me, that's a that's a no brainer. Uh, you know, he's nine thousand on DraftKings. He's ten five on on FanDuel. Uh, to be perfectly honest with me, you know, you said it to me. Was it was it last week or was it the week Two before? Weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I sent you that lineup, and you're like, hmm, I don't know, kind of feels dirty not having Dalvin Cook in my lineup. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess, sure, yeah. And uh, and lo and behold, you know, I put him in there. 260 yards and two scores later. John yeah, was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, and, now, and now it's Dallas. So, I mean, how could you not put Dalvin Cook into every lineup? Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a staple uh, in a lot of teams there. It makes it makes a ton of sense. Um are you afraid of this Baltimore defense when it comes to running the football? I mean, Henry had 100 yards against the Colts, who have the number one rush defense in football. And we just saw the Patriots run all over Baltimore here. And, of course, in the AFC Championship game or the, the playoffs last year, the divisional game, I think it was, uh, you know, we saw uh, Henry run all over Baltimore. Is there any appeal to him in this matchup? I mean, I guess there has to be. You pointed out when we did the Annie Up podcast, uh, you, you pointed out to me that uh that baltimore gave up a, a a ton of run a ton of rushing yards uh last week and talking about how they're uh how they're getting beaten up on that point how could you not look at henry i mean push comes to shove if i needed to save the thousand dollars and not pay up for dalvin no 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 i'd always pay up for dalvin Cook. so um i mean i i, I guess you can have interest in henry for me he's not going to be in my primary lineup all right uh, Nick Chubb bounced back huge in his, in his return game, 19 for 126 in a score last week. Let fantasy owners down everywhere when he pulled up at the one. Uh, and could have easily scored another touchdown, uh, but he looked great. Only $200 bump this week for him, which to me I think is uh, still far too cheap of a price tag for Nick Chubb at 7K. Now, Philly obviously has played well against the run this year, but we're looking at another game where the weather looks to be an issue in Cleveland. Uh, Nick Chubb at 7K. Uh, and Kareem Hunt also ran for 100 yards last week. What's your take on the two uh, Cleveland running backs? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, you know I love Nick Chubb. I, I absolutely do. I'll use him in, in some lineups. I mean, um, you know, I'd probably to me, he's, he's a good cash play. I mean, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, can I afford him if I'm locking in Dalvin Cook into almost all my lineups? So, you know, that's going to be a tall order to figure out where I can do that or if I should do that. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I would use Nick Chubb. I just don't know if I, uh, if I can afford it. Fair enough. Uh, if we jump down into the, the mid-tier of, of the running back position, um, I think everybody was all geared up to use DeAndre Swift, but now there's... Oh, uh, I tell you. 
there is concussion problems with him now, but you know, the guy that's priced a hundred dollars more than him is Ezekiel Elliott at $6,500. You know, I know the production hasn't been great for Elliott. Um, but I mean, Minnesota's, you know, defense has not been good. Um, uh, you know, and when Andy Dalton was the quarterback, uh, you know, back in week six, Elliott saw 10 targets. Once he got hurt, all the targets went away from him. Uh, Danucci and it was a Gilbert. I think it was the, the, they didn't use him at all in the passing offense. Does, does Zeke get 6,500 jump out to you here? Does Zeke at 6,500 jump out to me? I mean, uh, you know, a, a little bit, a little bit, I, I would say, you know, I mean, you know, the, the fact that he hasn't looked good, he'd be a, he, to me, he's a contrarian play. I don't love Minnesota's run defense by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, Zeke hasn't really shown anything. Now, I know they're coming off a bye week and all, but I mean, I just, if I, if I don't like what I've seen from a guy, and, you know, because I, I kind of also feel like there's a, a part of me that feels like he's quitting on the team, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just I'm not going to invest my money in, into Zeke. I would rather take a shot and, and go with James Conner for 100 bucks more. OK, Conner's coming off three straight disappointing performances. I don't know. Right? What's exactly. Really exactly. So but he's in a, he's in more of a smash spot and I don't feel like he's quitting on his team. I feel like it's just they're just all pass happy because they've got these like you know, three amazing wide receivers. Okay. That's fair enough. No, no, no real arguments. Um, oh, you there. better just, argue, buddy. You well, better the, argue. Put up a fight. Well, the, the thing is, like, I mean, I recommended him. So here, my, my thing is like, I, I don't necessarily know <laughs> if he's quitting. I think he was more up. The team around him was certainly struggling with those quarterbacks. I think maybe a guy like Dalton could get a little bit more out of him. And like I said, the fact that they used him in the passing game, maybe Dalton is just more comfortable you know, checking down on that in that instance and 6,500 and seeing Ezekiel Elliott's name there just seems a little uh, jarring to me uh, knowing, you know, what the player he was. And I understand he's not, it's not the player he is right now, but uh, I, I agree with you. Maybe a contrarian play. Uh, if you're looking under 6K, because there's really a mess of guys dealing with injuries in that lower 6K K range, um, you have the watchlist cover boy, Damian Harris at 5,700. Yeah, 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 yeah. The questionable tag, though. I mean, what really? What's that all about? I mean, are well, we? Well, I mean, he he injured his chest in that game against the Jets. Um, I'm not really concerned about the Patriots and their questionable tags. It's, I feel like this is just what they do now. Like their whole team, if you look at their practice report, is limited questionable. So okay, uh, so then I feel okay about that. Damian Harris, and in that range, also, I really I love Antonio Gibson as well. I think those guys are are definitely playable. Um, Kalen Balage, 56. No, I just, I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Yes. I know revenge game narrative. Cause he was there for like eight hours. Well, not only that, but Anthony Lynn says he's going to be the primary running back. I know it's so disgusting. I just, yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, listen again, I think, you know, the jets can do it an okay job against the run. It's the, the pass that they suck against. And so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not gonna to bank on that. It makes me a little squeamish. So I won't do uh, I won't do Balage. I might consider Gio Bernard as like uh, you know, if uh, if if all's well with uh, with Cincinnati, if I'm playing multiple lineups and do like a Burrow Geo, uh, you know, Boyd or Higgins if they're if either one of them are playing, okay. uh, kind of a stack. But 
know, that that's it. You know, the real question here I'll ask you is lower than that. We know Green Bay's run defense is not good. Uh, do you look to a guy like Naeem Hines who had a great game last week? Um, do you do you go down further? You go to JD McKissick. Do you look at Salman Ahmed? Like, are you how far are you paying down here? How much of a budget buster can you get at this position? So I do like Ahmed. Um, you know, again, Flores is you know, there's some reports coming out that they just they really like the way he's running the football, and you know, why not? You know, he's 21 for 85 in a score against the Chargers. Denver's run defense hasn't been very good this year. Um, only $4,800 for a lead back. I'm definitely down um, to go ahead and invest there. Uh, the McKissick one is interesting. You know, I shared with you a tweet that sort of showed the snap breakdowns where uh, when Washington is is trailing, McKissick's on the field for, you know, two-thirds of the snaps. When they're leading, it's the flip with Gibson. Um, you know, but I didn't think McKissick was going to see nearly as many targets following his 14-target game against the Giants. And then he sees 15 targets against Detroit. So, uh, you know, if this game is going to be a competitive one against Cincinnati, where again, I don't think Washington is really capable of blowing anybody out, then yeah, I think at 5,200 in PPR leagues, McKissick has to, you know, be on the radar for sure. I'm not going to sit there and, and hard to ignore that. You have Rex Burkhead, who we talked about. Um, you know, he has been the do everything guy for, for the Patriots the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, not killing it with volume, but he's finding the end zone three touchdowns over the last two weeks. 15 and 22 fantasy points. Now he goes again up against Houston. We know their run defense isn't very good. If he's going to get his six to 10 carries and, you know, three to five catches, then there's going to be value there for him. All right. Beautiful. Anybody else dirt cheap? No. All right. Let's talk wide receivers. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You know what? Let me ask you the day. Let, let me see just how dirty you can get. Are you ready, John? Sure. 4K on DK. Carry on Johnson. Do you think it's going to be carry on over Adrian Peterson? Um, it, it could be. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Well, I mean, AP was sort of the lead guy earlier on in the year. I could see them using carry on as the change of pace back, like Swift, uh, and giving early down a potential goal line work to Adrian Peterson here. So I wouldn't if I needed the salary saver. I would take a dart throw at one of those two Detroit. I mean, it's Carolina, right? Everybody runs in Carolina. So Everybody runs on Carolina. I, I wouldn't have a problem there. I also think Pirine, uh, if we're to trust that he's supposedly going to be the running back, according to Adam Gase, he's the yeah, guy. Yeah, but you're not going. You're, you're going to use. Why would you use Pirine in in a DFS game? Why wouldn't you? Because it's it's the Jets and they suck and are they really are they going to lean on the run? No, they're not going to lean on the run. They're going to be down like twenty one yeah, points. He catches passes too, dude. Come on. All right, I'm just really, saying. Really, you've been asking for him to see workload over Gore. Gay says he's going to give it to him. He was yeah, on the but field. that's not that's not something. Listen, the offensive line outside of Becton is uh, is banged up and sucky. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a good offense here. Like I want, you know, like investing in a, in a, in a, in a player, in a player who, you know, we don't even know about to invest in him, uh, you know, in a, in a game where the, the script di just dictates that the team's going to get blown out. Like, why would you play, why would you pick a guy on, on such a shitty team with such low potential? 
Well, because if he's going to be a guy that's on the field that's going to be targeted, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, again, he's, if he's the guy that's going to be on the field getting the workload over the other players that are in, in the rotation, I think there's, if you're looking for value, I mean, we're, we're at $4,400. We're not, yeah, no one no one down here is going to be a stud unless it's a pricing error. So, right. you know. So I'm not saying a stud, but I mean, why would you, I mean, if you're going to pay all the way down, I mean, it it, it shows you that you just shouldn't pay that far down. Well, yeah, I agree. You should have stopped at Ahmed. You're trying to be contrarian. You know, Chargers defense hasn't been very good. They've, they've blown leads all over the place. We just saw Joe Flacco actually look good against New England. The char- You know, you don't think the Chargers are actually very good as, as home favorites. You know, there there's there's potential here for the Jets to at least be competitive in this game. They're coming off a bye. You know, again, I'm not I'm not how many how many, per- D, how many DK points do you think LaMichael P. Ryan has this week? I would say he would sit between eight to twelve. Eight to twelve. All right. We'll 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 track that and we'll see. Okay. Uh was, was that that two X is his value? Yeah, about about that. Okay. All right. Well, We'll move. We'll move on to the wide receivers. Please move on to the wide receivers. You dude. stopped us. We were going to the wide receiver position. <laughs> you want to talk about Adrian Peterson and Carryon Johnson, and then chastise me for talking about Michael P. Ryan. Well, I, you know, listen. If Adrian Peterson's not getting all the touches, talk about all that volume for Carryon Johnson. Would you rather have volume from Carryon Johnson or Michael P. Ryan? I don't know. Not, I mean, what have we seen out of Carryon Johnson? Um, nothing. We haven't seen anything. That's why I'm asking you, which one would you rather? Guaranteed. If I why are we talking it, about wide receivers, you broke up the question. All right, <laughs> go to wide receivers. Devontae Adams at $8,600. Again, I like the Rogers contrarian place. So obviously Adams <laughs> would play into that. Uh, Julio Jones against Atlanta. You mentioned already. He actually has a lot of success against Marshawn Lattimore at 75. Uh, I'm forever playing Keenan Allen. I think there's just no way uh, that he doesn't hit value. Even last week, he still found the end zone in a down game at Miami. And as you mentioned, the stat, California quarter rookie quarterbacks going to the East Coast. They don't play well. That held true. But Allen still sort of got the in the end zone for you there. So uh, the top tier there is great. Uh, Michael Thomas, again, still hasn't come through for us yet. Uh, but $7,300 against Atlanta. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 obviously it's a good spot to be in, right? I mean, you're facing Atlanta. They they suck. Their their secondary is terrible. I don't know, man. It's you know, what are we expecting out of Jameis Winston here? I mean, listen, I think for a for a, a you know a GPP, uh, I mean, it's it's worth a shot. Like, what do you think his ownership's going to be? Like, that's that's kind of the the curiosity thing. What do I think Winston's ownership is going to be? No, 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 no. Thomas. Um, probably like between thirteen to fifteen percent. I think. Okay. Okay. I th- I think people will see seventy three hundred and Michael Thomas and and, and feel like he's a, a guy that should be a thousand dollars more, right? Like when he's when he's going good, he's usually right up there as the number one wide receiver on the slate. So I feel like people are getting a discount here on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think they are. And if Kamara it. doesn't play, God forbid. I mean, all those targets are gonna go to him. Lat Murray, baby. It's all Lat Murray. It could be. I mean, hey, there's your 
You're, I mean, actually, they, they kind of priced him up a little bit. He's not as cheap as he had been in previous weeks. So Those sons of bitches. I know, I know. Uh, middle tier here, you have Terry McLaurin at 69. Uh, Juju, four straight good games for Juju. And I feel like, you know, we haven't talked a lot about this Pittsburgh offense, you know, but him, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Big Ben, you know, you know, spin the wheel of who's going to be the guy, but a uh, great matchup for all of them here against Jacksonville. Um, it's a fantastic matchup. I mean, yeah, we probably should have talked James Conner a little bit when we were talking running backs. You mentioned him. I said he hadn't been good lately. You liked him more as a pivot off of Zeke if you wanted to spend. Oh, up on yeah, that's more. right. That's right. How how forgettable is he? Jeez. Wow. Well, you put up two stinkers in matchups you should have smashed, and that's what's going to happen. Right. And here he is in a third straight matchup where he's supposed to smash. But I mean, listen, I I love all of the, the Pittsburgh receivers. And at this point now, it's it's just a matter of uh, of price. I think all three of them you can count on. Now, I, I uh, Juju's matchup uh, out of the slot is a lot more favorable, at least on paper, than than Claypool's or or Deontay Johnson's. However, Deontay Johnson gets the majority of targets, and Claypool he gets all the gimmicky shit that goes on. So I, you know, it's so funny. Like to me, those three guys. They're all viable, and you could just kind of base it on how much money you've got. Uh, because there's what? There's like a $300 differential, $200 differential between them? Yeah, it's close. Um, it, it is. Juju's the highest price at 64 Claypool is 61 and Deontay's actually the cheapest at 59 which, again, is insane for their targets leader to be the cheapest of the group. I know. I love it. I love it. Or I put targets leader in quotations because he's missed so many games, but when he's when everybody's healthy, he's the targets leader. True. True, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm uh, so so I'm in on all three of those guys. Other receivers around them. I mean, how you know the, the funny thing is I don't know how to feel about Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson because you know they're both in a smash spot here against Dallas. But if Dalvin Cook's doing all the running, I mean, how much passing work is Kirk Cousins going to actually do in this? I'm not saying, you know, he's not going to be shut down completely. But, you know, the question is, is are we looking at a touchdown between the two of them, a touchdown for each? Because I don't think we're going to see huge yardage numbers. And that's really where Jefferson is his bread and gets the, you know, is the bread and butter. So. You know, I mean, Thielen, I guess, is probably the play for me uh, overall. But, I mean, so in that area, it's Pittsburgh and it's Minnesota wideouts. Yeah, I mean, you know, last week against Chicago, Cook had 30 carries in that game. And we still saw Jefferson and Thielen produce. Uh, You know, Jefferson had the yards, Thielen had the scores. So uh, I agree with you. I I think that it's uh, a risky play. They're good for GVPs because they can pop off. But I'm with you. I think largely Dalvin is going to be uh, the guy that handles just too much of the workload to really uh, consistently uh, trust that. Um, if we wanted to go down, um, you know, a little bit further there. Um, you Hollywood. Know, part of my Hollywood. Is that what you just said? I thought you were saying, whoa, 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 whoa. No, nope, I'm going Hollywood. You're going, Brown. you're going back to Hollywood Brown. huh? This is the week. There's the week. Malcolm Butler is very beatable. It's true. It's not Malcolm Butler anymore. is very beatable, and he's going to be watching over Marquise Brown. 
Uh, and this is this, I'm telling you, you know, because, and here's the, here's the funny thing. And, you know, when, when we start talking tight ends, you'll, you'll, you'll understand my, my thought process here in the sense that Lamar Jackson is the most expensive quarterback. Uh, Andrews is one of the top priced, you know, tight ends. And then, you know, Marquise Brown, his price really hasn't changed for as shitty as he's been. He's stayed in that, that upper five, you know, five range. You know, like just under 6K. So he stayed there. So they're not pricing these guys any differently. And I think with based on what we've seen, people are just going to be like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not paying the price for these guys so that they can burn me again. And then, boom, here you go. Total low ownership. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, and I think that's probably why they haven't really tanked their pricing because they don't want to make it so they're just so cheap, right? And then that's the week that they pop off and everybody scolds them. So they, they've just kind of left them stable at their at their cost when uh, the production hasn't really been there. So uh, I agree with you. He's only a GPP play, though. Um, you know, I don't think you're suggesting otherwise anyways, but uh, hard to really consider that, uh, you know, much else than that. So, I mean, the matchup is just it's there. You know, I played him a couple weeks ago and it just, again, it didn't pay off. So. Uh, maybe now I'm just a little bit too gun shy. Uh, what do you think about Tyler Boyd at 5600? If he's healthy and playing, I had heard something. Uh, Craig Mish. I don't said see something. any any noted notice. I don't. I don't see anything either. I'm not sure where Craig Mish was getting it, but uh, he had said maybe something. He thought Higgins, and he just like. No, he said both Higgins and Boyd. Okay, that's all I'm saying. You know, so listen. If if he's healthy, if he's fine, I'm all in. I love him. You know, I'm I'm definitely. Uh, big fan, and uh, and I'm good to go with with Tyler Boyd. He's always he's always one of my favorite cash game plays. Always has been. He sees targets. He's completely under the radar, and he and he always delivers. He runs great routes, and he's got great hands. Yeah, I, I like it a lot there as well. Um, Amari Cooper at fifty four hundred dollars, Howard. I mean, that's that's really cheap for Amari. He was producing even with. The crack quarterbacks that that were there in Minnesota, with, sorry, with Dallas, and the one game that Andy Dalton was the quarterback, he had seven for seventy nine and a touchdown. Yeah, I can't figure out if he's priced down this much that it's a trap, or if we're like, you know, we're we're gonna get a, a sick bargain here. I I like him. I like him against Minnesota. They're they're secondary again. It's completely banged up. And, uh, you know, if Dalton can sling the rock, you know, even just slightly better than what he's done before, then, you know, maybe we get something out of it. So, yeah, I like the price on Cooper here. Um, 5,400, I dig him. Uh, and Mike Williams at 51, yeah. right below. I, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, Mike Williams, 51, CD Lamb, 5K. Again, if you like Cooper, Lamb also had success in that one game there with Dalton, seven catches on 11 targets. 64 yards. Uh, he actually had four for 71 and a touchdown against Pittsburgh uh, before their bye week. Uh, brings us to Jacoby Myers. Only $4,900, Howard. Doesn't that seem strange? It seems very strange. Very strange. Uh, so, yes, I very much like him at 4900 I mean, he's, he's, well, he's like the leading target getter here. Yeah. I mean, are they thinking that, you know, that New England's just not going to run the ball at all? I mean, he's also, he's not getting touchdowns. He's getting targets and he's getting some yards, but I don't think he's getting the touchdowns, is he? No, he, he's got one score on the season. Um, 
Yeah, he's it was a passing touchdown. So yeah, so I mean <laughs> maybe he's maybe that's why he's priced down because he's you know I mean it's it's nice you know what something like that would be nice for cash. Yeah. Right. If you know that you're paying down that much and you know you're getting, you know, this many targets. What do you think of uh Curtis Samuel this week? Oh, I'm I'm off the Panthers here, dude. Especially awesome. with DJ Walker, I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. That's fine. That's I fine. won't do it, John. All right. Are what do you, you think of Michael uh, Pittman? What do you think of Pittman? Well, Jair Alexander's practice in full. Do you think he gets the Pittman? Or do you think that Alexander is on like T.Y. Hilton? Um, I kind of feel like not, that it's not a, a shadow situation. So I think he just stays on his side of the field. Okay. Uh, let me let me do a quick. What other uh, receivers in there? I want to pull up the shadow matrix real quick. I feel like Jair just covers whoever the top receiver is. Let me pull this up real quick. PFF, Pro Football pull Focus. there. I don't yeah. like Jalen Rieger. I would like to see him come out of the slot a little bit more. Uh, that's where I think uh, Cleveland is most vulnerable. So I would kind of be in on on Rieger just as like a just kind of a, a, a you know low so butt. Alexander has only shadowed f- four weeks this week. Adam Thielen, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, and Will Fuller uh, have been the four weeks where he's seen at least fifty percent. A consistent coverage on an individual receiver. So yeah, it's possible they don't really just stick them on Pittman or or help them and just let them go whoever sides on that field. All right. So there we go. Um anybody like super super cheap? I'll say yes, this. Yes. I, I do have somebody Howard and you're not gonna like it. Oh. Uh dude if you say AJ Green, I'm done. Howard, I'm gonna let me let me tell you a little something about an old friend AJ Green. No, stop it, dude. Really? Like, when are you going to learn? What What is it that I have to learn here, Howard? He played he 86% of the snaps last week. It was against Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. It was a terrible matchup. It was tough. Am I supposed to ignore the off-and-on production there of him being heavily targeted in producing for us this season? Is that just what you want me to do is just forget? Oh, no, no, no. If T. Higgins is out... Yeah, you weren't letting me get to the the, the whole thing. Well, because he isn't feeling. Don't bury the lead, John. I well, mean, if you're gonna make a point on a shit nobody player, ever excuse me, bury the lead. Storyteller Howard, you know, like thirty six hundred dollars near min price for a guy like AJ Green. I I am for it. The last time that he had zero fantasy points this season, he followed it up with eight catches on eleven targets for ninety six yards. So sometimes we talk squeaky wheel. Uh, he was targeted five times, didn't catch anything in a bad matchup. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and think that this is a spot where A.J. Green, for me, at $3,600, is going to be in my lineups. That's that's just where I'm leaning. Okay. Enjoy. Uh, Deontay Harris at 3200 Yeah, you like Harris, huh? You're, you're, you're a Harris guy. I like Harris a little bit more than Marquez Calloway, um, and those are the two guys that – Jameis has spent the majority of his time working with throughout practice. How many times have you seen that when uh, a backup QB comes in mid game and all of a sudden it's like the wide receiver five or six who suddenly has some brilliant game from out of nowhere. And everybody's like, Oh, duh. Why didn't I think about the fact that these two practice together uh, every single day? Are you going to yell at me if I talk about Mims at 3,300? No, I won't yell. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, again, it's 
Perriman's questionable with a shoulder. Sure. It's just dirty. I mean, it's, you know. Uh... Yeah, you know, 3,300 is cheap. All right, let's go to tight end. Let's, let's get this over with quick because tight end's been trash all season long. Horrible. Mark Andrews. Andrews at 49. Mark Andrews. So, right. Stack know, up. Stack them up. Yep. You're, you're playing the Ravens. I think we, we've sort of uh, figured that one out. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think after that, I would look down to Hayden Hurst coming off that bye. I know Ridley's going to be back. Um, but still, New Orleans not strong against the tight end, and the targets have been there. On the other side, Atlanta has not been good against the tight end either, so I think you could also pay down to Jared Cook. Yep, you could go Cook. The target share for him has worried me because it's just been so very inconsistent. Um, you know, it just it just really hasn't been great. Um, but yeah, matchup, like you said, is certainly going to be there for him. Uh, last week, I played Logan Thomas. I think I'm going to play Logan Thomas again. He's $3,300. I was just going to say... Um, let's face it, John, if you're not going to pay up for Andrews, you're paying down for Logan Thomas and that's it. It's a great spot against Cincinnati who sucks against the tight end. He's the third most targeted receiver in that game and, you know, a pass catcher on that team. You got McKissick, McLaurin and Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, he, he saved our bacon a little bit late in the last, in that game. Uh, he caught a couple of those catches, uh, late in the fourth, but still, again, I, I just tr- I trust him more really than maybe anybody else uh, at this tight end position outside of, like you said, Hurst. Uh, and I guess Andrews, um, you know, Henry did catch a touchdown last week. The targets have been there, but, you know, again, paying 4,600 for six, six, seven fantasy points, I can get that at Logan Thomas for cheaper. And if Thomas busts, it hurts me less. So, yep. uh, you know, I'm down with that one. Uh, defense here, Howard, um, you know, do you have a favorite here? Are you, are you going Chargers? Do you, do you think the Steelers, like where – where are you going? I don't. I, to be perfectly honest, I'm. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, you know. Uh, well, you know, we've talked about the Chargers. It's. It's supposedly a smash spot for them. Uh, I mean, is it? Is it really? Um, you know. I mean, if I'm looking at you know defense to use, I don't mind the Browns against the Eagles because the Eagles give up a ton of sacks. Um, and Carson Wentz yeah. just hasn't looked good. Yes, they do. I wrote that article. What's going on with Carson Wentz? You can check that out on Fantasy Alarm. They're allowing pressures on 36% of his dropbacks, and he's been sacked on 24% of them. So, not good. So, you're in on the Browns. Miles Garrett, huh? I, I, I like that, but I, the weather apparently is improving a little bit there. Oh, no, that's here I am looking for the weather, and I brought up the weather of my own city. Uh, hold on real quick here. I believe it's going to rain and be windy again. Uh, so it's low. Yeah, here it is. 14 to 15 mile an hour wind, 60% precipitation expected uh, on Sunday. So we've seen low scoring games in Cleveland the last couple of times. It's been heavy winds and rain. Uh, so if Pittsburgh, I mean, if Cleveland's not going to be giving up points and you have a turnover prone Carson Wentz that gets sacked a ton, I, I like the Browns a lot here. All right, Browns are a solid team. I don't mind the Washington football team as well. Yep. Uh, th- what do you think about Miami? You know, Locke's not playing at 100%, turning the ball over lately. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, Miami's definitely in play as well. Um, believe it or not, I mean, we'll see. If Stafford is out, then I'm, I'd use the Panthers D. Panthers D, huh? If I Stafford I, is out. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind it. I could definitely get behind it. Yeah. Would you do the the Lions knowing that Bridgewater's out? 
No, that defense has been so bad. It's so bad, right? It's horrible. It's horrible. All right. So, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, Panthers, if Stafford is out, is the lowest I'll go. Um, Washington and Cleveland are probably two of my favorites. All right. Uh, Howard, I have built a lineup. Well, we've been going over this uh, podcast. Would you like to? Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. All righty. Uh, at the quarterback position, we're gonna be spending down a little bit here, going with the Jameis Winston at fifty nine hundred dollars. I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb at the running back position. Michael Thomas as the stack with Jameis Winston. Ooh. Deontay Johnson at fifty nine hundred dollars. AJ Green at thirty six hundred dollars. Logan Thomas at $3,300 in the tight end. Sexy Rexy Burkhead in my flex at $4,600. <laughs> and then the Cleveland Browns defense at three k. All right. I like it. I like it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give out my lineup right here, John, the one that I've uh, yeah, let's been hear sharing with you. the one that you've been all about. Well, because, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm also, you know, I mean, I'm still playing with, you know, some of the surrounding players, but, Here's what you can do for a GPP. Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Hollywood Brown. Give me Mike Williams against the Jets. Uh, Corey Davis, the receiver coming back. Uh, you know, as much as I love A.J. Brown, I think that, uh, you know, Marlon Humphrey is going to be all over him. And that's going to be uh, quite the battle. Davis, the cheaper alternative. Um, so I dig him. Uh, the Mandrews at tight end. Uh, we haven't even, we didn't even discuss the fact of how bad Tennessee is against the tight end this year. Um, so that's something to note. Deontay Harris in the in the flex. That's my dirt cheap, disgusting guy. And give me the Washington footballs as my uh, as my defense. Sounds fantastic. That's the GPP winner right there. That is a GPP winner right there. You've been touting it all week. Uh, I'm not here to argue too much with you because. Again, many people may not be paying up for Lamar this week, so that, that definitely works out. Uh, you can catch Howard and Jen Piacenti on the Fantasy Alarm live stream, Game Day Live, Sunday from 11 to 12, answering all your start to questions. Uh, playbook will be out on Saturday. Watch list will be out on Saturday. Example lineups will be out on Sunday. Uh, myself, Sean Mitchell, and Ryan Hallam will be in our live chat from uh, 11 to 1, right up until Rossalock answering all your questions. Of course, if you have anything, you know where to reach Howard on Twitter. You can get me on Twitter at jmbemba777. Our on-site subscriber chat all weekend long. You got all of us in there answering questions. So uh, don't be a stranger. We're here to help you guys out and uh, you know, drive you guys home to victory. <laughs>